Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. And this is Cynthia Smalls with Bad to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. People, mm, what do I want to talk about today? I want to talk about the final judgment. That's right. The great white throne judgment. Listen, we have to preach this gospel to the lost, just like it was preached to us. Well, we must spread the gospel to let the people know that if they don't repent and stop sinning, they will go to hell. They will go to a place of torment as they await the final judgment. So I want to jump right on in here with it today, but let us pray. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, we love you and we want you. Father, hallowed be thy name. Make your name great in this earth. Father, Thank you so much for what you have done for us. Thank you for sending the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we give you all the praise. Through our Lord Jesus, we give you all of our praise, all of our worship. Thank you. Thank you so much for your love. And thank you for your righteous judgment. The wicked will not get away with their wicked lifestyles, with their wicked deeds and works. Father, it is so sombering to think about what happens to the unrepented sinner. So, Father, with today's lesson, open our eyes. Open our eyes and our minds to get the memo you ain't playing. We must repent. We must turn from our sins, turn our minds from sin to now holiness. 
we must, we must come to Christ for the salvaging of our souls. Father, with today's teaching, let us know that hell and then the final judgment will be the home of those who do not turn from their sins. Father, help us to realize that eternity is forever, forever, and that the soul do not want to spend all of eternity being tormented in the lake that burns with brimstone, fire, sulfur. Father, I pray for every lost soul who refuses to come to Christ, who out of ignorance don't realize the state that they are in. May they hear the message of the gospel. May they come to the knowledge of your son that he is, glory be to God, the savior of this whole entire world. In Jesus' mighty name and Father, may I never forget to ask for wisdom, for discernment and clarity. May the Holy Spirit Spirit, Holy Spirit, move on me. Open up this mind. Show me how to pull down strongholds so that I am not entangled in any sin. So, Father, I ask this and I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. So let's talk about some facts. Let's talk about what happens to the person who refused to come to Christ Jesus. Let the servant of the Lord who has confessed and professed that Jesus is their Savior if they go back to the vomit, if they go back to their sin, sins, they too will end up in the lake of fire. People, we have to wake ourselves up. We cannot be deceived. Do not let yourself be deceived because let me tell you, the great white throne judgment will be no joke. Amen. So, the question on the floor. True Christians, will they stand at the great white throne judgment? Absolutely not. They will not stand before this throne because, I don't know, of false teachings, false religions, I don't know, but there has been, I was reading that there is some scuttlebutt, if you will, that Christians 
also will stand before the great white throne judgment. And I believe it is a misunderstanding because, yes, Christians will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We need to get the understanding and the clarity that these are two entirely separate thrones, separate judgments. So let's put our minds on the facts before we get started because my mouth is already getting dry. What's going on with that? The Holy Spirit had told me some months ago or some few weeks ago that I must open up the podcast with this fact, with the events of what happened at the cross, right, Holy Spirit, Spirit, because that will lay a foundation for each episode on the podcast, because no matter what, this is the ministry that Jesus has given me. It is all about repentance. It it is all about if you don't stop it, if you don't listen, if you don't come out of your sins, you will go to hell. But I'm a Christian. Well, are you still sinning? Well, yeah, I mean, I smoke my weed, but that's okay. Didn't God created that foot from the earth and 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 therefore should it not be good? You are deceived and you need to repent. So, if you find yourselves to be a Christian and you are in willful practicing everyday sin then you my friend friend precious you might not be a christian because the bible tells us that if we have god's seed in us if we have the holy spirit in us the bible says that we cannot go on sinning We cannot make it a practice of sinning. And if you find yourself practicing sin, then you, my friend, are not a child of God. I know this is blowing you out of the water. But I said the sinner's prayer, and my pastor told me that once I'm saved, I am always saved. Now, so... We need to do some housekeeping where that is concerned because let me tell you, what is real is that great white throne judgment. So, like I said, let's put our minds on the facts and the truth. Our Father sent the Lord Jesus Christ from heaven to this sin-sick, dark violating of a world to die for the sins of many. Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, willingly laid down his life, glory be to God, as a sacrifice to appease the wrath of holy God, whose people sinned continuously. Listen, Jesus took the punishment that was rightly due to us 
Why? Because we racked up and stacked up a huge sin debt that we could not pay for ourselves. God's wrath, his righteous, holy wrath was against us because we didn't know how to stop sinning. Listen, Christ Jesus paid the penalty for our sins. Let's get our minds on the facts. He paid the penalty for our sins by dying on the cross because the Bible tells us in Romans 6, 23, that the wages of sin is death. Amen. Jesus, Jesus paid our sin debt in full. He paid it in full on the cross. The perfect God man, the Lord Jesus Christ, paid the perfect, sufficient payment for sin, his life. Jesus gave his life as a ransom a ransom for many. Jesus shed blood, that precious blood. It was, it was sprinkled on the mercy seat of God in heaven. And through his blood sacrifice, Jesus made atonement for our sins, reconciling us back to the Father. And through his shed blood, we can have forgiveness of our sins. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your sacrifice on my behalf. So, what is the gospel then? The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is that he died. He died for our sins according to the scriptures. And then he was buried. And then on the third day, by the power and work of the Holy Spirit, God the Father raised Jesus from the dead. Amen. And through, and through his death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus has set us free from the control and power sin had over our whole entire lives. Listen, Jesus, Jesus made us right with God. He made us pure. He made us holy. And let us not forget, he freed us from sin. Amen. And so he also defeated death. Yep, we're going over the bare bones. We're going over the rudiments. Glory be to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're going over the rudiments of our salvation. What took place at the, at the cross? And what does this mean? Because listen, Jesus also defeated death. By his resurrection. How? By remaining alive till this day. Amen. Listen, yes, the Bible talks about people having died and then been um, brought back to life, whether it was by Jesus or one of the disciples, apostles. Eventually, those people died. Jesus. Christ was the only one who was alive, who who was born. 
he was alive, who died, who resurrected and remained alive until this very day. So, in order, in order to be a child of God, we must we must believe this gospel. We must believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world and that he, in fact, died for your sins. He took the punishment, the righteous punishment of eternal separation from God with his whole entire wrath poured down on you over there in the lake of fire. Jesus took that punishment. He paid the penalty. If you do not believe that, if you reject this gospel, well, what I'm about to talk to about today will be your future. So listen, we must believe this gospel. We must obey the gospel. Well, how do we obey the gospel? Well, right, Holy Spirit? Well, if we believe that Jesus died for our sins and that he has set us free from sin and that since sin is no longer our master, well, then we don't have to give in to sin. Even though we are in this flesh, mortal, decaying body who will be tempted by sin again. But guess what? We tell sin the big no. God has granted us the gift of of repentance, whereby we don't want to sin anymore. Yeah, we could sin, and yeah, we may slip up a time or two, but we don't make it a practice anymore like before. No, we don't want to. Why? Because we now have a change of the mind. Where sin is concerned, we've been freed from it. And we know that God hates sin. And since we love him, we will obey him and we will not reject the command to live a holy life. And so we see God in a new light. We see Jesus in a, a new light. We see him now as the Messiah. We see him now as our savior. So that is called repentance. We change our minds where sin is concerned, where God the Father is concerned, and where Christ Jesus is concerned. And therefore, because of that changing of the mind, well, our actions will also change and we will see, God will see, and those around us will see the fruits of repentance showing up in your life where before all you wanted to do was smoke weed all day, watch porn, sleep around, commit adultery, lie, be greedy, be envious, be hateful, just be mean as a cuss. Okay, now you willing to help people is not all about you anymore. It's about how you can serve your fellow man, how you can be an awesome servant in the body of Christ. How we, number one, obeying God, obeying Jesus, heeding our lives to the control of the Holy Spirit. 
there should be a clear demarcation line in your life from before when you was a sinner to after now being in Christ Jesus. You are a new creation. Amen. So that's the facts. That's the facts. So in full obedience, we must respond by faith to Jesus' finished work at the cross with a resounding yes and with total acceptance. Receive him as Lord and Savior by faith, people, because without Christ Jesus, well, then guess what? There will be no salvation there will be no reconciliation and there will be no eternal life. Listen, everything hinges on whether or not you repent, believe by faith that our risen king died for your sins. And we need to turn back to God and henceforth going forward, obey him. Amen, because otherwise you will go to hell as you await the final judgment at the great white throne. And so that is what I want to talk about today, about that great white throne, a.k.a. the final judgment. So crack open your Bible because we are going to go to Revelation 20, verses 11 to 15. It is the most solemn passage of scripture in all of the Bible. It tells us about the great white throne judgment. It is here at the great white throne that all unbelievers... These are the people who said they didn't want God. They don't want Jesus. Get out of my face with the gospel. Stop judging me. Let me sin in peace. Nothing's going to happen to us. All we're going to do is die. And then that will be the end of that. So in the meantime, it is all about eat, drink, and be merry. And then the day Jesus calls you out of that bodysuit. So now listen, it is here at this throne that all of the unbelievers, all of the unrepentant sinners who refuse to repent will stand to be sentenced to their eternal doom. Because you see, once you die without Christ, you will go to hell. Hell is the temporary place of torment as you await your final judgment, which will be at this courtroom here, the great white throne. So if you thought hell was horrendous and torturous, that, that's nothing compared to this final judgment and how you will be thrown into the lake of fire. So that give us pause for the cause to check ourselves where we are in the Lord to make sure that we are not in any sin. That's why we must read this Bible. We can't skim over it. 
We can't cherry pick it. And for the life of me, get up out from under these wolves and false and these wolves and sheep clothing with all of their false damnable doctrines. They are the ones, according to Second Peter chapter two, that once the people have have come to Christ and because they are sitting up under these false teachers, we are we were led astray once again because we barely escaped the hell's fire. But then we sitting up under them with their once saved, always saved, giving people a false sense of security about their salvation because they are still in sin. So listen, listen to this. Just as the condemned are forced to stand in our courts for the pronouncement of their sentence someday. And someday soon, folks. Someday all unbelievers will be forced to stand condemned before the heavenly bar for the pronouncement of their sentence. Amen. Because we see that in John 3, 18. Listen, matter of fact, let's go to John 3, 18, because sometimes I know I be quoting these scriptures and y'all don't be going to look them up. Why? Because I never went back to look it up, especially if I'm in sin. Okay, I heard it. I know I know what it is. I'm feeling convicted, but not enough to stop it. So come on. I'm going to help you, you guys out. Look at this. Hold on, wait, I gotta turn the pages. One second. Look, what I say, John 3 18 says, okay. Matter of fact, let's take it up to, to John 3.16 because that's the meat. Listen, for this is how God loved the world. This is the New Living Translation. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Verse 17, God sent his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Listen, folks, Jesus is the savior of the world. Amen. Verse 18, there is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but Anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. Verse 19, and the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light for their actions were evil. Amen. Verse 20, all who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. Amen. So that is why they will stand before Christ Jesus at the great white throne. But good news, like we just read, Christians will not be judged at the great white throne. Why? It is because it is because 
since our eternal destiny is sealed on the day of our salvation, according to 2 Corinthians 6, 2. This judgment here, it is only, it is only for sinners, those who have rejected God's offer of salvation in Christ, who will be judged at the great white throne. In 2 Corinthians 5.10, the Apostle Paul teaches that Christians will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, when I first heard that, and I'm like, it was like sheer terror. Because I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold up. I thought I was saved. I thought I didn't have to stand before Jesus in judgment. What you mean I got to stand before the judgment seat of Christ? I'm thinking something terrible is going to happen. No, the judgment seat of Christ should not be confused with the great white throne judgment. The term judgment seat the term judgment seat comes from the Greek word bema, B-E-M-A, bema, which was the platform upon which awards were given to the winning athletes of the Olympic Games. Paul's use of this particular term leads us to safely safely conclude that Christians will not stand like sinners before the great white throne for the determination of our eternal destinies. A matter, a matter that was settled the moment we were born again. Amen. Because I was like, oh, y'all almost gave me a heart attack. Okay, so now I see that the judgment seat of Christ, a.k.a. the Bema seat of Christ, it looks like that's going to, going to be where Christians re, will receive their rewards for their stewardship while they were in their Christian bodies. Oh, yeah, because it's true. Our eternal destiny was settled the moment we were born again. Amen. According to John 3, 3 through 8. So instead, we will stand as stewards of Christ before his bema seat to give an account of ourselves and to be rewarded according to our works. According to Matthew 16, 27, Matthew 25, 23, 1 Corinthians 3, 8, and Revelation 22, 12. Look those scriptures up. Those are wonderful scriptures. Amen. So, in spite of the fact that the saints will be judged for their works at the Bema seat of Christ, and sinners will be judged according to their works. As Revelation 20 says, there is still a world of difference between these two judgments. You have for the saints, the Bema seat or the judgment seat of Christ. And then for the sinners, you have the great white throne 
judgment. So, we know that the salvation of the saints is already secured. However, however, one saved, always saved crowd. Yes, no... (laughs) Yes, no man can pluck us out of Jesus' hand. But guess what, folks? We must what? Stay in his hand. Listen, they love, 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 love to pull that scripture out. What you mean we can lose our salvation? It says right here that no man can pluck us out of Jesus' hand. Yeah, but you must stay in it. There are scriptures after scriptures about the warnings that if we turn from standing firm in Christ Jesus and go back out into the world, back out into sin full blown and get entangled and enslaved all over again, it is better if they had never known the way to righteousness. Listen, Second Peter chapter 2 says that you will be worse off if you turn back to the vomit. Now, we were given the command to live a holy life. Now, if you reject that, then you will forfeit your secured footing in Christ. Listen, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to get the concept, okay? You cannot, what? You cannot still be in your sin, and I don't care what level you think, oh, well, it's not so bad. I'm just smoking this this little bit of weed. It ain't like I'm fornicating. It's not like I'm committing adultery or murder. It's just weed. It ain't nothing. Jesus understands. No, absolutely not. Listen, anything that you ingest into your body that has psychotropic elements to it where it it changes your mind it manipulates your mind it takes you out of soberness and now you are intoxicated in any way well that's sorcery then and the bible tells us that no sorcery a sorcerer and no idolater because you idolize that weed plant you must wake up with awake and bake now for all of y'all probably want to know well how you know about wake and bakes my hand is raised i used to smoke weed all the time yeah and it was a a pleasurable to wake up in the morning grab your marijuana and then wake yourself up. That's what's called awake and bake. But that was the old me. I ain't doing that anymore. Glory be to God. So listen, getting back to the lesson, because y'all just be having me all off the track. Right. I was saying about how the salvation of the saints is already secured. However, we must continue and diligently stand firm in Christ Jesus How? By obeying the gospel. We cannot return back to the vomit. We cannot return back to our sins once, people, we are in Christ Jesus. For we have entrusted the faith of our 
immortal souls to the sufficiency of Christ's work at the cross rather than our own works. So thus, our judgment at the Bema seat of Christ has absolutely nothing to do with our fitness for heaven. Amen. Because since we've already been fitted for heaven by the finished work of Jesus Christ. Now, again, that do not give us a license to sin. Absolutely not. Amen. So, where do that leave us? So, our heavenly rewards will be eternally determined by our work for Christ Jesus. Amen. And so, having spurned the salvation that God has wrought for man in Christ, sinners. Let us just be crystal clear. When we, true believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has lived a repentant life, have stood firm in Christ Jesus no matter what the persecution, no matter what the trial or the tribulation, we held firm to Jesus. We went about doing the Father's business and whatever else that Jesus calls us to do, we did it. And so when we stand before him, it's not to, um, to give an account for our sins. Oh, no, no, no. That was dealt with at the cross. Amen. No, when we stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, it is to receive reward, them crowns. Read the Bible. There, there are five crowns that will be given out. How many crowns will we get? We don't know. All we know is that in Christ Jesus, we do whatever it is to please him. That's our life now. He is our Lord. Amen. So that is something we should very much be looking forward to. Amen. So because since the sinner slapped God's hand away from this awesome salvation plan in Christ Jesus, because these sinners... They wanted nothing to do with Christ. Sinners have nothing with which to commend themselves to God, but the filthy rags of their own righteousness. So say Isaiah 64, 6. But we are all as an unclean thing because sinners would love to say, well, listen, I'm not a sinner. Listen, I help the homeless. I help little old ladies cross the street. I help the Boy Scouts. I'm in the PTA. I don't commit murder. I, I get up in the morning. I go to work. I come home. I love my spouse. I'm just a regular person. What you mean I'm a sinner? I'm, can't you see all of these good works that I do, have done? I work for the government. I help secure the borders. Yeah, they are all fine. But guess what? According to man, they would give you medals and pats on the back. 
to God, if you are not in Christ Jesus doing the work of the ministry, doing what he calls you to do and living your life, doing those things, but under the precious blood of Jesus, well, God sees those righteous works of yours as filthy rags. Yes, he does. So listen what the scripture says. But we are all as an unclean thing. And all of our righteousness are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. So, it's looking like God ain't looking at all of your little righteous air quotes uh, good works. Nope. Without the blood of Jesus... They aren't, they aren't anything but filthy rags to God. Like I said, oh, the world will pat you on the back, set up statues in your name, put your names on, on billboards and street signs, slap your name on the side of a building. Yeah, man will surely give you all the accolades you want. But standing before Jesus and you talking about, oh, I did this, that, and the third. Hmm. His word will testify against you. Isaiah 64, 6 will say, yeah, but they were filthy rags. Amen. So before the great white throne, all who have rejected the Savior and assisting upon working for their own salvation will be judged unfit for heaven and cast into the lake of fire. Not only will the works of sinners be determined insufficient for their salvation. Why? Because we know in Ephesians 2, 8, 8 through 9, there ain't nothing we could have done to get us to be saved. There's nothing we... It, listen... Ain't no amount of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches you can give to the homeless to work your way into heaven. Because look, it tells us how we get there. For by grace are you saved through faith. That's faith in Christ Jesus, right? You are saved through faith and not of yourselves. Listen, the Bible is telling us. In order for you to get to heaven, it is not going to be by any works of your own hand. It's not about you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen, it is so not about you when it comes to heaven. Not when it comes to entering the kingdom of God. Oh, it is all about Christ Jesus. Uh, rest assured, it is all about the Savior. So listen, it says here, right? It is the gift of God. Let me let me just read that again because I absolutely love this scripture. For by grace are you saved through faith, and not that and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Verse nine, not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen. Like I said, you can't boast about nothing. If you get into the kingdom of God, guess what? It is only because of Christ Jesus, okay? It's not going to be based on nothing you have done, said, whatever. That's why the scripture says that it's a gift. <laughs> it's a gift from God so that no man can boast. No man can say, well, you know what? 
I got myself into heaven. Absolutely not. So, what was I originally talking about? Right, about how the sinner's work will be determined insufficient for them to get into heaven. But their works will also prove to be determined when it comes to individual degrees of eternal punishment. So what does that mean? Okay, well, it's saying, number one, nothing that you could ever do will be determined good enough for you to get into heaven. But guess what? Your sinful works, okay, there will be a determining factor of the level of punishment because of your works. That's what your works will determine. Listen, Jesus said, because there will be individual degrees of eternal punishment, because Jesus says in Matthew 11, verses 20 to 24, because if you thought that everyone's punishment level was going to be the same, Listen to this. Then he, talking about Jesus, then he re, then he began to rebuke the cities in which most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Mm. Verse 21, woe to Chorazin, woe to Bethsaida, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. Verse 22, but I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. Whoa, really? Yeah. And and you, Capernaum, because you think Jesus was going to leave out Capernaum? He says, and you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. That's hell, folks. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day, verse 24. But I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom. And you know how low down Sodom and Gomorrah was, right? With all of their twisted sexual desires and acts. Listen to this. Jesus is saying that he's saying that Sodom in the day of judgment will fare better than Capernaum. So, amen. Notice, notice that all the lost souls who stand before the great white throne to be sentenced, they will be standing as a group. Yet, listen to this. Every man will be judged individually according to his own works but guess what they will stand as a group and i guess what as jesus going one by one down the line but they all will be standing because look it says over here hold on go back to revelation 20 look what it says uh yeah uh revelation 20 verse 12 i saw 
the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne. And the books were opened. And the books were opened. Did I read? You know what? Let us read. Let us read this about the final judgment over here in Revelation 20. And I saw a great white throne and the one sitting on it, the earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne and the books. The books were opened, including the book of life, and the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. Verse 13, the sea gave up its dead and the dead and death and the grave gave up their dead and all and all you hear that. And all were judged according to their deeds. Then death and the grave, that's hell, were thrown into the lake of fire. Amen. This, this lake of fire is the second death. Verse 15. And anyone, anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Amen. So, yep, each individual sinner will be judged justly. It is proven by the fact that they are carefully judged according to the books that John saw opened. Apart from the book of life, the other books that the dead were judged out of are not named. We may safely surmise, however, that one is the word of God. Uh-huh. Because look, Jesus promised. He promised that his word will be used to judge men in the last day. And he said this in John 12, uh, 12, 48. He says, he who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. Amen. So if you think, just like I had to think carefully that I could stand before Jesus with some feeble excuse about, oh, well, I didn't know that that. You were serious about that. Yeah. And so whatever the sins or sins are, he will use his word to say no. But well, I don't know if he's going to say it like this. I can only surmise something to the, along the lines of, well, I said in my word, chapter this versus that and that. I said, don't do it. And you did it anyway. Yeah. So he says that. His book, he says, he who rejects me, talking about the sinner, and does not receive my words, has that which judges him. So Jesus is telling us that his word will judge the sinner at the final judgment. Amen. And then another is evidently talking about these books because Revelation 20 doesn't tell us exactly what the books are. Well, we know that it will be those deeds of that sinner recorded recorded in there. But it says books. What else books? But Well, we know it's going to be the Bible 
and then maybe it says it says another is evidently a book that contains contains a record of men's works as Ecclesiastes twelve fourteen intimates. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. Amen. So who who knows what else other books will be there? We know the word of God is going to be there. We know that the book of life is going to be there and the books of your life being recorded in there as a sinner. Who else knows? It just says the books. So anyway. Listen, when it comes, when it comes to the word of God, it will be used to measure how miserably short of God's standards of sinless perfection, all sinners have come. Like I was saying at this great white throne judgment. Listen, this is not going to be a fun affair because people always want to say, oh, I'm going to have my fun now and then I'll pay up later. No, you won't. That that time of quote unquote paying up later is the worst thing you could have ever said. If you think standing before the Lord Jesus Christ, right before he's about to give the word, the command to throw you into the lake of fire. Listen, this is not something to be taken lightly. We must repent of all of our sins so that we stand before the beam seat of Christ and not over here at this great white throne judgment. Listen, you can't even imagine how tormented it will be in the lake of fire. We're talking about every single day for the rest of eternity. You will be tormented. Listen, the word of God, it will be used to measure how miserably short of God's standard of sinless perfection all sinners have come. When it comes to the book containing a record of every sinner's work, it will be used to determine the severity, okay? Because your books will, will determine the severity of your punishment. So, it will, it will be used to determine the severity of each one's eternal punishment. But when it comes to sentencing, Sinners to eternal punishment and banishment from God off into the lake of fire. The lone determining factor will be whether or not the sinner's name is found written in the book of life. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen, the Bible at the great white throne judgment will be will be used against you to measure just how short you have fallen okay because God already told us that if our works our self-righteous works are nothing but filthy rags to him so scripture after scripture will testify against you just how fallen short you are compared to God's holy standard what will determine and and okay 
your uh, books, all those books that has been recorded of every thought you had, every action you had, without you being in Christ, those books will determine the severity of your punishment. Like I said, you got the word of God to show you just how short and miserably you have come below God's standards, right? Because you you didn't want to heed to the Ten Commandments. You didn't want to hear nothing about the New Testament and, and how we are to live holy lives. You said no to all of that. Boom. Then you have your books. The books that have been recorded every single action, deed against God, against not coming to Christ, all of that, all the evilness, all the wickedness, all of how you miserably come up under God's holy standard will be recorded in the books. Now, if you was a hell cat on the earth, if you was just a hellion, even if you were in your own eyes a good person, but you still not in Christ, you were, what, just sitting on the fence, not knowing whether or not, but then time ran out for you. You never had a chance to make a choice because you were too busy with the cares of your life, your job, your spouse, your money in the bank, all this non-essential stuff, okay? Because what's really important, you're sitting back making vacation plans, you're sitting back making retirement plans, vacation plans, all these plans. You even make a plan about going to the grocery store, but ain't nobody thinking about eternity. Nobody is thinking about making plans that once you come up out of this bodysuit, what's going to happen then? And all of that false thinking about, well, nothing's going to happen to me. I'm just going to die and that's it. You are deceived. That is not how this works. You will live somewhere in eternity, either in heaven or in hell as you await this final judgment. So listen, now, what, goodness gracious, this is a hot mess. What will determine you to be thrown into the lake of fire is that how your name will not be found in the Lamb's book of life because that that just tells me this. After Jesus gives you the riot act about how you didn't follow his word and whatever excuse that you come up with and he just hits you with scripture after scripture and then your books will determine just how much of a hellion you were on the earth and that will determine your level of the severity of your punishment, then you got the Lamb's book of life. Jesus says that if your if your name will if your name is not found, that means somebody is looking for your name. He has given the command to find your name. No, Lord John P. Smith from Oklahoma is not found written in the Lamb's book of life. The Bible says that, well, you will be thrown into the lake of fire. Amen. Listen, 
In closing, make no mistake about it. No unbeliever will escape the great white throne judgment regardless of their station in life. Listen, the Bible just told us small or great, no, small and great will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, their physical bodies will be resurrected from either the grave or the sea. And when I say grave here, I mean hell, okay? And their immortal souls will be delivered up, like I said, from hell to be united with their bodies. Oh, my goodness. This is just so horrible. Your spirit slash soul will meet up with your resurrected body to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, this is serious business. This is nothing to mock at. This is nothing to scoff at. The fact that we never been in eternity, we don't know how long that is, but it is forever. Listen, if you thought standing in the checkout line at Walmart for all of 20 minutes seemed like forever, that's nothing. We have no earthly idea how long eternity is because we will be outside of the realm of time. So maybe on the earth, it could be, let's say, 20 years. In eternity, it may seem like five minutes. Who knows? So, sad state of affairs. Listen, their bodies and souls will be joined up to stand at the great white throne judgment. As surely as it teaches that no Christ receiving saint will appear before the great white throne judgment, the scripture teaches. This scripture teaches with equal certainty that no Christ rejecting sinner will escape the great white throne judgment. So, there are some who erroneously argue that the dead John saw standing before God at the great white throne judgment represent all of the dead, the righteous as well as the unrighteous. <sighs> Absolutely not. However, a rudimentary understanding of scripture forces one to conclude that the dead at the great white throne judgment are the spiritually dead only. Alone. After all, the only ones remaining to be physically resurrected after the thousand years are finished are the unregenerated who died, dead in their trespasses and sins. According to Ephesians 2.1, remember, the saints have already been resurrected in the first resurrection prior to the millennium. Now, I'm not going to get off about the millennium because that's about Bible prophecy. Today, we're looking at this great white throne judgment, and this is the super close. 
There is simply no scriptural ground for including the saints of God among the dead before the great white throne. Because I told y'all in the beginning that there is scuttlebutt, that we too will be standing up there with the sinners. Absolutely not. Not only have the saints already been physically resurrected in the first, excuse me, I tell you, my throat. Okay, so like I was saying, not only have the saints already been physically resurrected in the first resurrection, but even before their physical resurrection, our Lord insisted that no one who believes in him ever dies, nor should any believer in him ever thought, ever be thought of as dead. All we got to do is look at John 11. John 11 verses 25 to 26 says, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall live. Verse 26, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Amen. Yes, Lord, I believe it. Matthew 22, verses 31 to 32 says, But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? Verse 32, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Amen. So, whether at home in the body or or absent from the body, according to 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8, no Christian can be scripturally classified as among the dead, standing at the great white throne judgment. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, I'm going to let you go. I just wanted to... Give some encouragement in all of that hot mess. Listen, we must stand firm. Listen, we cannot play around with this. Jesus ain't playing. God ain't playing. You know, the Holy Spirit ain't playing either. We must repent. We must stand firm in Christ Jesus. And we must stop sinning. That means that we got to clean up this mind as well with all of them thoughts running through your mind. All of these feelings. Ain't nobody casting anything down. My hand is raised. I'm, I too must remember that any thoughts that do not come up under the obedience of Christ Jesus, we must pull it down. We have to. Yeah, I may not in the physical doing anything sinful but this mind okay let's not forget the mind it must be renewed we cannot be thinking lustful thoughts we can't be thinking covetous thoughts we can't be thinking greedy thoughts plotting and scamming and scheming and planning no our minds must stay on christ jesus and that's a reminder for us all because let me tell you we ain't going to live forever one day we will see jesus face to face now 
whether it be at the great white throne judgment or will it be at the Bema seat to get your rewards for your diligent, faithful, dutiful work as a Christian in your physical body. Don't you want to hear? Thank you, Holy Spirit, right? Don't you want to hear? Well done my good and faithful servant. Because I know you ain't trying to hear Jesus tell you, depart from me, I never knew you. Amen? Amen. All right, repent and believe and stop sinning and turn back to God. Believe the gospel, obey the gospel. And Lord willing, I'll speak to you all soon. Bye for now. guys for tuning in i truly appreciate all your support until next time i'll be talking to y'all soon bye